Well, you know, it seems each day this week we looked at the grain market and we saw these big leaps up. We found ourselves wondering, what the heck is going on? Weather markets are crazy. They're kind of like a grass fire on a hot summer day with a tailwind. You know, once they start, they seem to take on a life of their own and just keep growing until something substantial shuts them down. we got more on that coming up straight ahead with John Cavanaugh. Coley and Cavanaugh brought to you by the Allen County Farm Bureau. The Allen County Farm Bureau, pretty busy right now because, you know, and I'm sure everybody else like myself have been looking at it. They go, what? The Allen County Fair is next? Yeah, you're right. It is. It's next week on the 20th. Typically, it fires off in July, but Farm Bureau pretty excited about that because uh, they do big stuff at the Allen County Fair. And the stuff that they do only happens with your membership, so please go online and uh, consider becoming a member. Go to itpaystobeamember.org. Well, John Cavanaugh, a lot to talk about this week, particularly with regard to the weather. There are a lot of different angles to it. You mentioned this in last week's final word, which was uh, about the amount of drought out there in the corn acres. 57% of U.S. corn acres are now in some level of drought as of June 13th, up from 26 percent just three weeks ago and that's what you were mentioning last week how uh, i think remarkably you know we shifted from pretty decent soil moisture to really dropping pretty significantly and by the way that is the highest since the drought year in 2012 john yes and that's a great concern of course and by the way that's up 11 percent just from last week we were 46 percent last week so it's getting worse and worse Although I have a, a little bit of trouble getting too concerned about that since I'm looking locally, you know, Ohio, Indiana. Right. Ohio and Indiana in this past week has had more rain than was expected and is in pretty good shape. And by the way, it was a very, very beneficial rain, slow, steady. And so therefore we maxed out on what we got. We came into last Sunday in northern Indiana looking for an inch and we only got a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, we were so disappointed. Southern Indiana, however, not the case. Southern Indiana got a lot of rain. They got one to one and a half inches on average, most everywhere. Some places getting as much as four inches of rain. Wow. And then Tuesday comes along. And Tuesday, I was looking at the forecast, and it was kind of disappointing because they were only talking about maybe a couple of tenths of rain, if that. And we ended up with almost an inch throughout a good portion of the northern Indiana. Southern Indiana didn't get much, but parts of southern Indiana got more later in the week. And all that, by the way, also got into Ohio. So yeah, I'm looking at Indiana yeah. and Ohio at the moment, which is looking good, although the forecast says, don't get used to this because we have very <laughs> little to no rain coming up in the next 10 days. That is what the market is focused on, and that's what's crucial. That is what has been driving the market. It's all about this Omega block. You know, there are a lot of us haven't even heard of that uh, until this week, and uh, then all of a sudden uh, people are going, Rob, what is an Omega block? What's this uh, <laughs> big sort of high-pressure thing that's right there in the middle of the country, and it's preventing El Nino from really kind of kicking in. Now, the El Nino pattern, everybody's saying it has happened. The pattern change actually took place on or about uh, June 10th, somewhere right around there. But the problem is that it uh, didn't happen the way we expected it to happen. It, it did elsewhere around the world. We typically are expecting to get a little bit of moisture out of this, and so far we haven't. But boy, I tell you what, John, it is driving the market. But the interesting part is, is that uh, there really haven't been a lot of selling basis has 
fallen through the basement. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of this is just talk, right? It's all talk. You know, that's the one thing we got to focus on. That so far, we do not have anything that we can get our arms around. Something to say, this has occurred, and it's going to cause so much damage. At the moment, it's just talk. You can't really get to your arms around talk. It moves the market, and it's moving in a big way. But until we get something substantial that we can fixate on, it doesn't really mean anything. Like this Omega block, yeah, that's a big deal. It's a high-pressure block. And if it stays there, we're going to have a real problem. However, these things tend, over the years, they tend to come and go. They sit there for a couple of weeks, and then they, and then they move out. Now, if it moves out and an El Nino moves in, that's going to change things. So we've got to keep a close eye on that, and the market's doing that. You know, There's a lot of talk about that, and all the weather guys are focusing on this Omega block. So pay attention to that. If it moves out, the weather pattern will change. If it sets in and really gets strong, we could have a drought that persists in through July. And again, to your point, you know, watching it very carefully. What are you hearing about Brazil? Because, you know, it was only, what, two, three weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago, you were telling us about shipments coming out of Brazil into the southern ports of the U.S. Yes, beans, they've got such a big crop in Brazil, they're going to have a record crop. And it seems to be getting bigger, and corn's doing well also. That's hurting a, a corn export demand because the market's waiting on some cheaper Brazilian corn to eventually come to market. And when it comes to soybeans, they've traded as much as a dollar and a half to $2 below U.S. soybeans. <laughs> they're so cheap. They are so cheap, you can actually buy them out of Brazil to bring them into the eastern United States. That's cheap. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> Brazilian crops are hurting things right now, and that's certainly a major factor. Hey, but speaking of South America, I did read something interesting. We know about Argentina. They've had a terrible year, one of the worst yeah. droughts in 60 years yeah. in, uh, in Argentina. And their crops are down sharply. Well, they're into harvest now. You know, they're getting after it pretty good right now. And I read that the trucks coming into the Argentine ports currently are down 62% from a year ago. They're all looking around saying, where are the trucks? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, as we get closer to the end of the month, we are actually only about two weeks away now from what we talked about before, which was that the real report that we should be paying attention to this month is not the June WASDE report, but the planted acreage and grain stocks report that is only about two weeks away, coming out on the 30th of June. What's your best guess, John, as to what we might see in that report? Well, I think the report's going to be bearish. And I say that because planning was so ideal uh, during the spring, especially in May this year, that uh, I think we might have picked up some additional corn acres, maybe not a whole lot, but I think we may see a higher number. And another reason, too, is because prevent plant. There's almost no areas affected this year. North Dakota had some problems, but they got over most of it. Uh, I hear they've lost maybe 500 to 800,000 acres of corn and some soybeans. They recovered quickly. And I think we're going to have the lowest prevent planted acres uh, since we've been recording that. That was a lot less than what they expected going in. I mean, they were talking about one and a half to two million potentially. Exactly. And then they got a stretch of good weather and the combines hit the field and boom, it was planted. Or at least a good portion of it was. We average somewhere in the vicinity of about 6 million acres of prevent planting a year. But I think we're going to get a, a very uh, low number this year, and I think acres are going to be higher this year than what it was back in March. And that's bearish, and we know the South American situation is bearish. So everything mm-hmm. is bearish except for one thing, the most important thing, weather. Yeah. Tail end of our conversation where we get uh, John Cavanaugh's final word. Which final word today, John? 
But first, I'm going to ask you a question, Rob. Is the market now is, of course, getting concerned about weather and yield. What is the yield number the market is now talking about and therefore trading? Oh, gosh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was astounded by that this week when I started hearing rumors and chatter on the street about dropping from 181.5-ish down to 177. What? Ooh, wait, you know, that's a pretty low number compared to the estimate of 181.5. You get that kind of a yield number, and that certainly is quite bullish and justifies current prices if that occurs. <laughs> yeah. And this if, is along the if, same line. Now, the last word... This is along those same lines. There was recently an analyst did a study. It went back to 1986, and it looked at the 10 driest planting seasons of the past 37 years. And the planting season, roughly tail end of April through middle of June. During that time period, you take those 10 driest years, and here's what's happened, and the final yield. Two of those years, 1988, in 2012 were those mega drought years. We remember them well. Those of us, some of you don't remember 1988, but I do. And we all remember 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. those were terrible years, sharply lowered. Uh, that was a mega drought that affected the entire Midwest. The remaining eight years of those eight years, in three years, uh, right at trend, a little bit above, a little bit below. Five of those eight years, the market was well above trend, including two record yields. So what does that tell you? Not a lot, but it tells you that it's still too early to kill the crop. Coley and Kavanaugh brought to you by the Allen County Farm Bureau. And coming up on July 20th, estate and succession planning for the family farm. It's going to be offered virtually. And one of our friends and supporters of Midwest Ag, Dan Gordon, is going to be presenting the four ways to lose the family farm. Mark your calendar for July 20th. This is one of the great things the Farm Bureau is doing to help support farm families here in our state. The only way possible for the Farm Bureau to do these kinds of things is with your support, and that comes through memberships. Isn't it time you become a member? Find out how. Go online to itpaystobeamember.org. Podcasts by Federated Media.